Today's podcast is presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation, who are constantly trying to strengthen the Cyclone community. You can support tomorrow's big ideas with a gift today. Be loud, be proud, be a part of the movement, and donate to the college or a department that you are passionate about today. Loyal and forever true, let's all help Move What Matters by visiting MoveWhatMatters.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Welcome to Williams and Bloom. It is not Sunday night. We've had a weird week as I was coming back from Orlando, got home at about 2.33 in the morning, and then Monday was just crazy with portal stuff and whatever. So here we are on Tuesday. The plan is to record... Tuesday and if we don't do Wednesday it'll be Thursday I think we may be doing Thursday this week we'll see because there's a lot of moving parts you guys have been watching the portal and then Iowa State basketball has a game at DePaul on Friday so that's what the week looks like for us on this specific podcast of course all of our other great podcasts you can find on the Cyclone and Fanatic podcast network we are presented as always by our friends at Mechdyne the Mechdyne Corporation M-E- C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. A new year is nearly upon us. If you are wanting to change things up a little bit in your life, maybe attack a different type of career, go to MacDine.com. See what they have to offer. They've got jobs not just in uh, engineering, but they've got technology jobs. They've got IT jobs for even like college kids. You can get a part-time job at an IT desk where you can work remotely. They've got marketing jobs. MacDine.com, an incredible company. I love that company. The culture there is phenomenal. They've been very good to us here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Also want to thank our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. Laser cutting season, baby. Laser cutting season. We already sold Kelderman a down corn reel from a farmer during harvest down there in Oskaloosa. If you're an engineer out there and you need any sort of laser cutting, these are your guys. Kelderman Manufacturing, they will take care of business for you. They're going to get it done at a better price for you. I've talked to these engineers, actually. They all need good laser cutters. Kelderman Manufacturing, Kelderman.com. I bring in Brent Bloom, where we are remote this week. Um it's been a busy week already, but let's start. We haven't gotten to talk about the football game at all, where you were back in the booth for Snowmageddon with the Cyclone Radio Network. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, what a ride that was. That was Woo. that was an all-timer. I mean, the, the stats alone, which you've highlighted, well, are geez. amazing. We were, we're in the booth, and we're literally, when Sama gets pushed forward on that one play, I just start laughing. Like it's just it was just from the sakes. It's like what what else could happen? It was that was one you know 
I, I saw some conversation of where does that rank in the all-time Iowa State games. From an entertainment value, it's right at the top. Now, meaning-wise, it was super meaningful, too. I mean, 7-5 and five looks so much better than 6-6. Six and six. Mm-hmm. you got some momentum now headed to the offseason, headed to a bowl game. Uh, is it as good as the Oklahoma win in 2017? I don't know, but probably it was, not. It was the most entertaining Iowa was, State win I think I've ever watched. It was so entertaining and unexpected, too. I, I don't. Iowa State, you know, at times, and I and you've highlighted it. Thankfully, it was so hard to play defense. Yes, like, it was so hard to play defense. I, I couldn't believe all these people on Twitter who were just killing the defensive. And I'm like, guys, like that. You know how hard it is to have your footing when there's seven inches of snow. And and why do they not have snow removal equipment in Manhattan? What is the deal? Somebody floated to me that they thought K State because K State's more of a power run team that K State. I don't know, purposely, purposefully didn't go out of their way to remove the snow. Which I thought that's a little conspiracy theory-ish for me, but I don't know. They literally, Man, they had one little tractor and a bunch of air blowers. That's what they had. It was crazy. I loved you and Walter's pregame <laughs> tweets. Well, because you got to realize I'm in Florida. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? So... And it was hot that day in Florida, too, by the way. And I, I, I'm, I'm just watching these updates with like the palm trees in the background, and I'm like, holy shit, they haven't, they haven't wiped out that field because most snow games, you can still see the field because it's been cleaned off so much. Yeah, or, and that and it, wasn't, and it just kept piling up. And in the NFL, like the Packers have a heated field, so it, it basically melts or it melts. They yeah. had they had none of they just let it pile up. See up. It snowed eight inches in Manhattan. They were expecting three. So it caught everybody off guard. Like I gotta give them a little bit of, of grace here. Yeah. But they, I mean it, it was it was wild. It it you could not get a perspective unless you were on the field. There were six to eight inches of snow on the ground. And it was crazy. But just to add to the weirdness of that day, which I, I tweet a little bit about, but I'm not sure the masses know. Iowa State's team catered meals at their hotel got hosed up somehow. I don't know all the details. And so they had to run to the Walmart in uh, it wasn't in Manhattan. It was a nearby Junction. I think it was Junction City, Kansas. And they got a bunch of omelet mix. And Tyson Vite, the linebackers coach for Iowa State, was making omelets in the morning on Saturday morning. And then there was a nearby subway, and that's where Iowa State went for lunch. All the guys went to Subway, which is way atypical. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who. Again, I'm not blaming anybody. Again, weird things happen on the road. And so that happened. The game goes great. We get on the plane, and the Manhattan airport runs out of the ice or fluid. And our charter flight had literally the same nine inches of snow built up on it. So they couldn't get the snow off. We were stuck on the tarmac for three hours. With, while they all, tried the, to, with all that mass in there. All the mass. But even make it worse. Make it worse. When you're de-icing, apparently you have to turn the engines off. And so Ugh. it got, it got, it, it felt 90 degrees in there. There was football players taking their shirts off. And you can imagine the aroma in that plane at that point. Well, and everybody's yeah, getting frustrated. Yeah. So it was oh it was God. a trip, man. And so we finally got in it. Thank God you guys won. Oh, my gosh. If that was a loss, it would have been – I think there may have been a uh, 
yeah, some frustration on that plane would have been because you can't go anywhere. And to make it worse, there was one functional bathroom in this 200 seat charter. It was terrible. It was terrible. Who are you sitting next? Were you with Walters? I was with Walters and uh, Rod Botholt, who's the nicest man on the planet. That makes it better. Yeah, I was not like tucked in with the offensive lineman. No, I wasn't sitting next to like Tyler Miller or something. But those guys up front, the the cycle players at the front, they were starting to get frustrated because then the the poor flight attendants were like, guys, remain in your seats. And these guys were just like, no, we're not sitting down. It was, man, an all-timer, let me tell you. Again, thank God Iowa State won that game. No kidding. That would have been such a – so I'm a basketball. Oh, and those, those flights are the worst after a little. <clears throat> well, I, I'm with – Terrible. I, I was in um, I was in the team room. It was like the morning after, and I was explaining to some people what had happened to you guys on the plane. And there was another conspiracy theory that was floated that that was done purposely because <laughs> – because Iowa State won. I, there, there are some very like if you talk to the old timers who've been around the Big Twelve for twenty, thirty years, they totally wouldn't put it past like one, one town like doing that. I do think I'm going to say the snow removal thing seemed a little odd to me. I yeah. think the deicer. I just don't think they were prepared for that much. Now, you would think Manhattan, Kansas, would have deicer fluid at their airport. I just well, you'd certainly would, think that. Maybe they should invest in more uh, a larger hose or something. I didn't even think you guys would get out. I honestly thought it would be another hotel either. night. The, the, the problem is if we would have just taken the bus, we would have made it sooner from Manhattan than if we would have flown. But we got there, and all is okay. Well, and it's it's always one of those things, too, because you're kind of like, yeah, this sucks, but you, you need the de-icer. Right, right. That's what you know what I'm I mean? not complaining about it. <laughs> I'm always like that at an airport where I get really frustrated when my flight's delayed because of mechanical stuff, but it's like, well, you know, it could be the alternative. Worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the funny part is is the poor pilots, you know, they're getting frustrated too, because there's nothing they can control. And so they don't know what to tell everybody. So they kept saying, Well, could be a few more minutes and it's like, Well, guys, apparently they ran out of DI fluid, and you know the guy's like shh. You know, yeah, blank. you've got just yeah, you got angry three hundred pounders. Yeah, huge people back here who are again. Right. Thank God you won. Yeah. There's there's nothing worse. Like after that twenty one point. Yeah, how long was, was that flight from Orlando? Jesus, going against the jet, the the whatever the the jetway. Uh, the jetway. Actually, it was a. It, I'm not going to complain because these chartered flights are you know. But that's a long ass flight. When you fly yeah, you're west, going, you're going into the wind, right? Plane, yeah, yeah. When you fly west in a prop plane, like everything takes twice as long. But no, that there's few things worse than when you're the put a little insight for our listeners. When you're the radio guy after a bad loss, and then everybody's waiting for you on the bus, and you're the last person to get on, and you're lugging. And they all roll their eyes at you, and you get on there, and it's just like, ah. Oh. You're like, I'm sorry. You want to just have a sign that says, "I'm sorry, it's not my fault." Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to do what I'm here to do. Yeah. You guys play the game. I'm, I control this, the the media part of it. Like, and they're all just like rolling their eyes at you, and it's just like, ah. Oh, they're counting down, like, well, at this rate, we'll be in at three in the morning. Yeah, and like class. every minute you're late, they're 
their whole time thing's bouncing back, and they're all pissed because of the loss anyways. Actually, men's basketball is great to travel with. I have Vic Miller and um, Micah Byers and those guys. They, it couldn't be better. It's like family. It really is. You can see why they have pretty good culture in that deal because the people are fantastic. Real quick on my deal, we'll get into these games. Yeah. I did talk to our guy, Larry Eustachy, Yes, down there in Orlando. He was very kind. Kind of gave me a little hug. We didn't really get to sit down and talk too much because believe it or not, there's a lot of work that is involved with three games in four days and Larry's watching tape and we were planning on it. The good thing is we did exchange phone numbers. So I'm very hopeful that Larry Eustachy will be a friend of the program from here on out. Man, I've had so much positive feedback. People are like, I wish you guys would have talked for former hours. And it's like, well, I think we might be able to, Brent. I, I think that I, coach is open to this. I, I'm so happy. It was so fun when I got that photo from you of him. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, it's Larry. So we got done with the VCU game, and Boise was playing right after us, and because Iowa State would play the winner. And I, I was just looking. I'm like, where does Larry sit during the games? Because I was unaware of his actual like job, right? Like, I, yeah, I, I was like, is he just completely behind the scenes, or no? He he sits there, right by Leon Rice, and is just kind of his advisor. Well, isn't who is Prom's guy? Prom had a guy like that, David Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah, his old coach at Bama. Well, and isn't Eric Crawford the essentially the same thing? Yes, now? Crawford can't recruit, but he's doing Correct. although. I don't know if Crawford's advising as much as doing skill development. So it's a little bit different, but. So actually I was told over, the, I got a little insight that Crawford, TJ told me I was on the, on the radio about Crawford really being the key to Lipsy's improvement. He gave him a lot of that credit as far as that goes. So that guy was so I Taman is just a complete warrior. My gosh. I thought he wasn't the amount of times that guy hit the floor. I was like, I worry about him. Yeah, don't get hurt, man. Like, you know, we need you. I really do. Every time he hits the deck, I like that. I, I will say this after watching three games in four days, they can't play him 35 minutes every time out. No, no, that's no, I, I think that's pretty clear. Now, it's a little bit easier when you get those three day breaks in conference Correct. play. I think he'll benefit from those. In a tournament setting, it's really hard. And I thought he wore down a little bit, I mean, as much as Taman can in that second half of the A&M game. And I think it hurt him a little bit. I thought Taman really struggled in the Virginia Tech game. He had five turnovers, which is just, that doesn't happen with him. Here's my theory on Taman. He's clearly the best player on the team. Okay. Maybe not the best scorer. That's Mom Chilovich at this point. He's the best player on the team. The most valuable player is Taman Lipsy. I think I think what we saw was him trying to do more than he probably should be doing in that fair. game. I, I think he saw everybody else like they were struggling so mightily. I think Taman realized they missed 17 shots in a row the night before. And I think he tried to like just do a little bit too much. And hopefully even for him, you know, it's all a learning process. My my quick analysis of basketball. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It looked to me, uh, and Milan and I talked about this quite a bit, uh, a bunch of guys who had never played that level of competition before, mm-hmm. from the freshmen to even the difference in the transfers this year compared to the last few years is, is stark only in the sense that they're mid-major guys. Right, like Keyshawn Gilbert has not played competition like that regularly. Um, Curtis Jones is not, uh, you know, like that type of deal. And it looked like they were playing up a level, and it looked like the game was going really fast for them to me. And now it's like you, you just you hope they learn from it. You hope that it continues to slow down. I still think they're good basketball players. Like my my opinion on these guys hasn't really changed too much now like where do i see their roles fitting that's that's certainly developing and i wrote on the flight back on sunday night i wrote 1500 words for our premium subscribers never been a better time to be a premium subscriber by the way for all sorts of stuff going on but um yeah like their roles i i think are evolving i i still think that all of them you know i'm not i'm not tapping out on this season um, it, it was also a deal too, where it was just the most maddening game sprint because it's like if you are just decent from the free throw line, you're going two and one. Uh, yep. You know, you're going to win one of those games. Yep. So it, it was a it was a frustrating week, but I also I could tell you that there wasn't a lot of panic inside that locker room. There's there's urgency I know from the coaching staff because they realize, you know, the cushion and NCAA tournament and all that stuff is kind of. It's not gone. I, I still think if you beat Iowa and DePaul, you 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 kind of held your own in the non-con. You and me both thought this team would be not as good in November as the last two. We we said that all summer. I think that's coming to fruition despite the monster wins over the cupcake teams. Uh, but those really don't don't mean anything as far as where the team's going to be in March. I, I I still think if you win these next two, you're you're sure. in pretty decent shape going into the conference league. I, I agree. I mean, you look still at the metrics. I would say it's 27th in Ken Palm. You know, it's not like those were bad quad losses down there. I mean, the AM, the, the problem is the AM win would have looked really good. That's the issue. And, 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 and they were depleted and you had a great opportunity. Correct. And that w- nobody would have known that in March. Correct. So it's just like that was one where it got away from you that would have really helped. That game could be the difference between a seed line. Unfortunately, but I, I I said that to Hassel yesterday. I said that's the difference between a five and a four. It probably. could be. It could be. But I doesn't. <clears throat> I think we you know with this team, it was a good adjustment of. <clears throat> okay, I think Iowa State's more talented than the last two years. There's no question. But there are the intangibles when you play up, and it was a huge learning curve for a lot of those guys. And even in that VCU game, that first half was like, oh my gosh, these guys are all six eight. You know, this isn't. This isn't Lindenwood anymore, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it was it was an adjustment. That's exactly the right word. I, I still think this this team's upside is 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 still higher than the past two years. What they need to figure out, though, I got a little wonky in in, in all, every game, was the scoring drought issue. Yeah, um, you, we thought what, they were past that. We both yeah, did. We did. And they're, they're clearly not. So it's a couple things, in my opinion. Number one, simply free throws. Okay, that helps. And then you got, I mean, Curtis Jones, his reputation is as a shooter. He's got to make shots. Um, I don't say this to 
to be negative to, towards Curtis, but of all of the NCAA players right now that have 30 or more attempts from three, he has the lowest percentage made. He's an analytical he's, nightmare right now. He's, he's just not and, – and defensively, he's giving you a lot. I mean, I think people don't appreciate about about Curtis is he's a really good defender. And so he they don't win that game against ECU without him. Um, but I think you'll start to see. Minutes. Yeah, no, I, he's really good. I think people see the the several missed shots like, well, why is he in there? He does a lot of good stuff beyond that. He's a good rebounder. He's good defensively. But the, the point blank, Iowa State needs somebody to put the ball in the basket. And, you know, Keyshawn Gilbert can drive it against those smaller teams. When he's going against length, 6'9", 6'8", 6'7", it's harder for him to do that. Now, he got to line a bunch in BCU and it worked. But he's got to be more under control. Same with Taman. It's a lot easier to do against those smaller schools. And so my opinion, C-Dub, if I have a takeaway from that game, those games down in Orlando, is you need you need Momchilovich to be more of the center of the offense and work a lot more stuff through him. Uh, I think he has proven that he can be a guy that can get you a basket. Uh, keep in mind, and they brought Niang up a lot on the TV broadcast, George did not start his freshman year until the second game of conference play. So – Milan is really good. He's still learning. And so yeah, I don't know if you just want to throw him directly into the fire, but it's it's clear that if you need a basket, I think he's your your guy that can break a drought. Uh, and then secondly, Trey King's just got to play better. I mean, you just need your 24-year-old has to be more of a threat than he is he was down in Orlando. He's fighting an ankle injury. I understand it. You just need some sort of ability to work the ball inside out. I don't ever think this, this is an Iowa State team that's going to make 10 threes consistently. So you got to have that threat at the basket a little bit more. And I think I think the talent's there, though. The question is, you know, what's the rotation look like going forward? Clearly against VCU and Virginia Tech and a and Iowa State missed Hassan Ward's length. Yeah, That would have really no helped at the rim. Um, but, you know, you, you, you learn from it. And these two games, Paul and I, will become not must-wins because you're going to have so many opportunities in the Big 12 and – Quite frankly, Iowa State's numbers, their RPI, their Ken Palm, you know, if you go nine to nine in the conference, you're still going to make the tournament. But you, you start you start talking about seeding and upside and all this stuff. And that's the deal. Yeah, it's it, it's it was it was an opportunity lost. It's not the end of the season. I think in a way, you know, this this could be the it's not the same, but it could be the Ohio game that the football team had of all right, can't just can't just show up and things are gonna be okay. You're gonna have to find ways to to lock in at all times. And if your shot's not falling, you cannot have the the defensive breakdowns that Iowa State had at times the end of the first half against AM, like they did against Virginia Tech. You still got to be really locked in on that end. But I I again I'm not I'm not selling this team at all. I think that I think the guys are there and they'll learn from this. And it's it's a long season. I would what I would say is I think my perspective on basketball's changed quite a bit. Uh, since I've started following the NBA more religiously, it's a long season. You're going to have nights. You're not going to win every game. Um, you want to win the games when you're up 20. I get that. But, yeah. you know, it, as long as you respond and bounce back and this team feels pretty together for me, there's not like fractures in the locker room or anything over this thing. Uh, they're going to be okay. They just got to find more reliable offense. And I think I think you lean into Momchilovich even more. I really do. Well, I think that guy has has so much ability. But like he told you, right? They're starting to scout him. He's never been scouted before. So yeah. they're going to start taking some of his stuff away. I think he's got the ability, though, to you could run stuff through him and let him be the focal point. And he told me uh, after the 
Uh, what game? The second game, the Vatek game. <clears throat> he told me that he kind of put a lot of it on himself at the end because he's like, I need to hunt shots more. They're telling me to. Yep. They're my coaches that. want me to shoot it. And he's, I think he had a good learning weekend knowing that, okay, yeah, I'm, I know I'm a freshman and this isn't really my team or whatever, but this is, I'm, I'm our best scorer. And in order uh, for us to win, I need to be hunting shots more. Yep. And that's, that's exactly it. I, I think that that was a good takeaway from him. And hopefully, you know, um, Nate Schmidt's a really good offensive guy, and I know he's working with Milan a lot, and they can show him some stuff. And we'll we'll see. I'm I'm not panicking. It, it was disappointing to blow a 21 point lead. Like For that sure. sucked. Uh, sure. The Vatek game was, I don't know, like a little bit weird because they were just so good that night. And 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 I I thought Ward too. If Ward's there. If Ward's there, or you're decent from free throws. You're at least two and one in that thing. Uh, but coulda, shoulda, woulda. I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. And it's just you know you you learn from it. I mean, this is this is why these these tournament. And if you you should have Iowa State played a tougher schedule going into that, perhaps. But it's you know maybe it's hard to. It's really hard to to nitpick the, about that. The reason you're in an analytical spot that you are is because you beat all those teams by forty points. Like it's. Right. It's kind of the exactly. way the whole thing's set up. Blame that, not the staffs that are putting these schedules together. Yep, yep. And I think you know, and Iowa State played Creighton and Northwestern, two high major teams, and played well in the non-conference. I just wonder if the the competition slipped so much that it was yeah. hard to get back up to speed. And then uh, when no when you doubt. hit adversity, yeah, when you hit adversity for the first time, it was like, oh man, this is what this is what high major basketball is. Even VCU, they're just so long and athletic, and you could just tell that. Iowa State's guys were they were getting into the lane like at Gilbert for instance like it just felt like Brent he he was doing what he was they want him to attack they want him to get to the free throw line Absolutely. they want all these things and he did for the most part in that game goes 12 of 15 from the line big reason Iowa State won it but it, it felt like in the first half and then much of the other games where he was just going in the lane and he was seeking contact more than he was trying to score the basket and yeah. So that that's a thing. It's just like slow down, slow down. You have the talent to do this and take a deep breath. And hopefully they go out and they're, they're going to catch a really struggling DePaul team. We'll do more on that game later in the week yeah. in, our, in our second podcast. And then one quick, because I've got a lot of it, you know, what's going on with Omaha. And I just, I, I'm be, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. I don't, I don't know the exact answer. It's, it seems that he's just not ahead of some of those other guys yet. And, you know, I'd be interested if the, I think what, what, what fans would want to know is, and be curious to get TJ's take, you know, how up to speed can you get when you're getting, you know, these 90 second, two minute bursts? You know, you almost like to play them in longer stretches. But at the same time, if those stretches are going the wrong way uh, and other guys are being more productive, then you can't leave them in there. So I get it, but it's, Omaha is key for Iowa State's upside. And so you're going to have to find a way, I think, to get him a little bit more in the flow. He's got offensive game, too. It's just get him in the right spot, get him to calm down. And for all those guys, this is your first test against really, really good players night in and night out. And it's uh, Iowa State learned a lot about what his team is. And now you you take those lessons and you, and you just going forward. The 
final note was Pavletsky getting a lot more run. So that's right. encouraging. I would add with Pavletsky, and we started to see this, and I'm I'm confident he's only going to get better. If he's in the game, like he's got, like if he can be a consistent three point threat along with Mom Chill, like that, that's such a big deal when you look at the makeup of this roster. Because going into it, I'm like, well, man, like, well, you know, if Gilbert's having an off night, like Jones can step up, or you know, it's like you got more options now and warm bodies. What I saw from Jackson is, oh, okay, this is like another actual offensive threat. Yes. That Iowa State can have. And he plays pretty good defense from what I've been able to see. He's not perfect he's yet. But he's not big, but he, he yeah, fought. He, it, it feels like he's in the right spot more often than not. So that that was encouraging. I don't think Iowa State season's going to be made or broken by Pavletsky, but it's it's a it's an option and again i'm looking if if this team is going to have these scoring droughts which is disappointing cuz i i didn't i thought we were kind of past that as as the program goes but maybe not then to have other people to try and just get in there to spice things up and i i thought Pavelski showed some he did real energy off the bench for iowa state he did and i think it's going to be interesting going forward I've seen, looked at it a couple times. They went super small at yes, times in that. And, you know, I think if your offense is struggling like it had been against uh, A&M, going small can be an option. Because what you what the, the issue you're having right now, and it's not their fault, but when you have Trey King and Rob Jones together, it just things get really congested real fast. Rob looks out of size. He, 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 he looks undersized against those high majors at the five. Yeah, but he but he also he's not a shooter, and neither and right. Trey hasn't made has Trey made a three yet? Like, no, he he attempted one in Orlando and he missed it. You gotta if things are struggling offensively, you gotta spread it out and then drive it because Keyshawn's not much of a three point shooter either. And so I think you know even playing some Momchilovich at the four, uh, maybe even some of the five, and you get Pavletsky in there along with, uh, with Jones and you know having three shooters on the floor at the same time can open things up. Because what, what Iowa State ran into is coaches that really did a good job of scouting them and took away some of their stuff. And so it's now what do you do? How do you adjust to that? And that's what that separates the good from the great teams is when I take away your stuff, what's options two and three? And against those smaller schools, Iowa State didn't have to go to options two or three. Against the big schools, you do. And that's where you find your counters. And, and that's that's the next question for Iowa State. All right, uh, we'll get on to some football. We'll do our Wiffles hybrids, Big 12 segment coming up, or we're going to talk about some of these portal moves that we've seen in the Big 12 and in, in Iowa State's from Monday. We don't want to date this too much because it's just there's th- th- these guys are going to keep trickling, not just from Iowa State, but from all over the country. And we'll try and keep you updated as much. Connor Ferguson's doing a good job. He's got like a portal tracker going on on our front page. As far as Iowa State's guys, you can go and keep refreshing that if you don't want to screw with Twitter and sifting through all that stuff. I want to thank our buddy um, Colin Newell. I'm meeting with him because I'm like any of you. When the new year comes around, you try and find some ways to save some money. Colin's going to save me some money. Uh, with Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. I got them all my documents. The process is in place, Brent. So I will, don't be a fool. Go with Newell, Farm Bureau 
financial services. And also our, our great friends out there in the world of agriculture, if you are a farmer and you've been thinking about getting into the drone technology for your fields, I would like to introduce you to our friends from Terraplex Ag. Terraplex Ag, uh, they are, it's a good local company, quality local company, but they are blowing up. They are blowing up on this, in this area of the country because in 10 years, every farm's going to have these these drone sprayers and whatnot. Like, you're going to be everywhere. Don't let your farm get behind. I want to get you in contact with my friends from Terraplex today. They can help you. They'll train you. They'll do all this stuff. It, they're a fantastic company that I've enjoyed learning you, a lot about. Terraplex should look into drone de-icing technology because that would have been clutch. <laughs> I don't know. I mean – I don't know what the hoses on those those drones could be, but man, man, I would I would have taken about anything when we we're sitting there on the tarmac with no internet too. That was the other brutal part. What do you mean you didn't have internet? Oh, yeah, there's there so many people on the phone on their phones. Oh. Like, it was like slow. It slowed down the cell service. Slowed down the cell service. Just oh. yeah. I know. Again, first world problem. It was after a win. Yes. yes. Like, I'm if I would say it would have lost that game, that would have been the single most miserable moment of your life. I'm not kidding. It's, it's been some bad ones, including got in like Manhattan. An angry, yeah. got like an angry, shirtless Dominic Orange a couple rows ahead of you. I, swear, I don't know if he was one without a shirt. There were several football players without shirts. You've got Tyler Onyetum just <laughs> oh, brutal. So uh, thank you to our friends of Wiffles Hybrids. They always bring us our big 12 segment. We'll do this during basketball season too, of course, with Wiffles Hybrid. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffles. Thanks to them for being a part of the network and supporting us here on Williams and Bloom. Um, you mentioned Will Howard, Kansas yeah. State's quarterback. Kansas State lost a lot of guys on Monday. Uh, the one that kind of surprised me was Blake Shapin. I thought that he may be a Baylor lifer. But apparently, he's not. So, just to update: Dana Holgerson's been fired at Houston. Uh, the other move in the Big Twelve we thought could happen was Baylor, and they're going to give Dave Aranda another year. I think that's the right move. I've been saying that for a month. That guy—they they gutted his staff, but yeah. they're going to give him another shot. At least the shaping one surprised me more. I don't know what's behind him. Baylor is a place that could go out and buy a quarterback, I think, if they if they needed to. Well, interestingly, what, what, what they referenced in their – it wasn't in the official statement, but what they told Pete Thamel, who is kind of the breaking news guy for all this stuff, is that as part of retaining Aranda is they promised Aranda that they would dedicate a lot more resources to NIL. Um, you're seeing this now. Like, if you look at these, when Jeff Levy gets introduced at Mississippi State, C Dub, he comes off the plane in their collective windbreaker. Like, that was on his, that was what he was wearing. And immediately the first thing he says is, we need to invest in NIL. A lot of these coaches are getting guarantees within their contracts of schools will help procure X amount in NIL. So it's becoming a larger part of all these conversations. The Indiana coach gets fired. And he says the number one thing I would have requested is to get more support for NIL. And mm -hmm. so it's, I mean, again, not to hit the panic alarm, but it's becoming a huge part of program building in general. If, if you're not doing it, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. It's, it's plain and simple. 
Yep. It, and anybody who doesn't understand that, you're you're behind the times. It again, it it doesn't mean this is a great system that we have right now, but there's a reason all these people in power are saying the same thing. Correct. Exactly. Well said. So Shapin's out. Will he's Howard's, out. Howard's out. out. Yep. Howard deals. I mean, they're they're going on to that kid who Avery Johnson, who's an absolute stud behind him. That so no panic here for Kansas yeah, State. But you're hearing for, for Howard, uh Notre Dame potentially for him. Well. So you I mean you're talking about a kid from Pennsylvania, had a really good numbers, and Notre Dame's gonna be in this situation almost every year now. You know, they just they bought get a new quarterback. They're just gonna go get a new quarterback. And that's what some of these programs are going to do they're not they're going to stop they're not going to stop entirely but they're you know they're like the yankees you know, you can you can develop a freshman or you can just go get a guy that's already made with your nil dollars and in particular c-dub the quarterback market is out of control it's mm-hmm. out of control but it it makes sense look at the nfl who are the highest paid players in the nfl the quarterback mm-hmm. so What's the most important position on the field? The quarterback. And it, so the quickest way for these schools to you know get a jump start is to get a ready-made quarterback. And so that's why, I'm afraid, you're going to see more and more of these quarterbacks just go into the portal and, and see, see what they can get. See what they can get. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'm not surprised for Howard it's, and Chapin. Now, it's free agency with no rules. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so no I think salary with, cap. There's no, you can tamper whenever you want. There's just no rules. And that's the one position where there is a premium and the dollars are real. So, um, like you saw the Miami quarterback went in. You saw it, it's going to, you saw the AM quarterback go in again for the third time. So you, you're just going to, you're going to see more and more of these because. People are accustomed to the, that's the reality of where the numbers are for that position. It's if you if you look at rankings for NIL, just to get in the nitty gritty, it's quarterback, then it's offensive and defensive linemen, and mm-hmm. then the rest. Honestly, just like the NFL, just like the NFL. Unless you're Justin Jefferson or like a total. Yeah, yeah. If you're Jordan Addison, you know one of those yeah. guys at USC, sure. But I, there's not that many guys like that. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, you even look at running back. So Iowa State loses Sanders and Norton, yep. which is not a surprise after everything that went down last week. And it's like, oh, okay, we got a true freshman. We'll plug him in. And the 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 reason Iowa State, like Abu Sama gets a ton of credit, but Iowa State's O-line was dominant in that game on Saturday. They dominated. And the tight ends. Yes. that That entire group was just dominant. And, you know, Sama benefits greatly from a snow game and that dominating performance by the offensive line. But again, as far as the running backs go, it's like Sanders and Norton leave and people are just kind of like, oh, man, well, we wish him the best. You know, nobody really great. Greg Gaines is once the most talked about guy on national signing day. And he's got like two career catches and people are, you know, it, 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 it is so much like the NFL it's crazy like where people want to spend money and stuff and it's not generally a running back type deal and you know if you're a slot receiver like yeah you get but yeah I, it, I don't even know what to say like it it it's wild to just sit back and watch it I, I wish I don't want your job but I would love to be a fly on the wall 
just following you around this time well, of year. A lot of sleepless nights at the at the moment. Uh, I will say, you know, I think it's interesting. You you look you look across the nation and, and what's happening, and you know, it's there. These conversations are are very much alive and well, and uh, that's why we've been hard on trying to to raise funds about wh- where we're at. Um, you know, some positions are just they're just hard to find, and that's you know, so that's that's where there's there's a there's a premium on those spots. I I, I do feel. We've made a lot of progress, C Dub, from where we were a year ago. So that's great. And I think I think we're we're at least in the conversation for our peers, you know, in the Big Twelve. But are we where the SEC and the Big Ten schools are? Probably not. And so that's where it gets difficult. But you so it's two things. The culture at Iowa State is really good. And so if you can at least be in the ballpark with some of these guys, you hope they see that the you know the the grass isn't always greener somewhere else. And their coaches are great, and obviously it has a chance to be really good next year. Um, so that that that's a positive. But it's it's a crazy time. There are no rules, there are no salary caps, and some of these some of these big time schools are loaded for bear, for lack of a better term. Like they are. What's the best way to win more games when you're going four and eight and five and seven? Find more talent, and that's what they're doing. So. It's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of weeks. Let me I, tell you what they're doing. They're I doing feel okay with where we're at, but I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to know. They're doing the same thing that Iowa State basketball does. So Iowa State basketball, like, will from time to time get poached by Texas or Duke or whatever, like going forward. But Iowa State replaces its poaching from going to VCU and going to, you know, successful mid-major programs. And that that's what's going to happen here where the SEC and the big 10 are going to target, you know, big 12 programs and find like the best players from that league and try. That's where they're going to want to get transferred from. And then I, I truly think that it will come down to like, if you're, if you're Iowa state or Baylor or Kansas state, it's like you start going to the top FCS leagues or the Mac, you know, Oh, that, that's a, that guy was a pretty good, wide receiver from the Mac, we can get him on the cheap because he doesn't, you can get charter flights now as opposed to something to busing for six hours. And like, that's a, it's a real thing. And I, I talked to Shun yeah. about that last year. Like the, yep. he's like, Oh man, we get charter flights. Yeah. All the time. That's, that's just how it is here. It, and and pl- playing time still matters too. So that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the other part. Now here's, and that's why I say that there's going to be more movement in the portal for Iowa state. Uh, just by it's a numbers game okay Mm -hmm. so iowa state signed what was it 18 freshmen in this class Mm -hmm. and i think only had or maybe it's 20 i don't know what the exact number was but had only 13 seniors 12 seniors so you're already you will see attrition just naturally not everybody that goes in the portal is nil like i I, we got to get away from that too in fact Uh, the majority are not majority are not majority are not and and but i think Iowa State fans are smart. You will know, you will know what ones are are NIL yeah. and what ones aren't. And uh, we have, we have, our, yeah. Did you see he's leaving Ole Miss again? I did, I did. And so that's like things like that. The grass. I'm sure Ishim got a, a bump in compensation, but now look, now he's, you know, I don't know where he's going to end up. So there, is, these guys are smart. Like you got to make an educated decision. Money isn't everything, but it's who am I to say? 
you know, a, a 19, 20, 21 year old, you $500,000 difference. That's hard to, why? It's a lot of difference. So it's, it's an inter- interesting time there. It's uh, going to be stressful in the next two weeks. And the, the, the other thing C-Dub is it's a sprint. It's only 30 day window. It used to be a 45 day window. And so not only are these programs going to try and get new coaches in place really fast, but you have to not only retain your guys, but then also look at what else is out there at the same time. It is craziness. At least the NFL has it segmented where you have free agency, then the draft, then you can bring in non-roster invitees. This is all happening in a 30-day sprint uh, while you're still trying to sign that that winter recruiting class too. So it's it's uh, not not much sleep in that in that Bergstrom complex right now. Yeah, no, it's a it's a weird time. We're all kind of learning all this stuff together, and we appreciate your. Honestly, it's great to have you as my co-host because you can kind of teach us. The one thing from last week that I thought a lot of fans missed the boat on, and, and I understand why they would, when you see Drew Rosenhaus's name next yes. to Iowa State players. Yes, thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, so the I, I, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I asked some people about this, and like it was a total overreaction by the fan base because what this is is – these professional agents, there's not much money in college athletics for them. So no. let's say a player like is going to get paid a million dollars, and that's like the high end player. Okay, that's like if you know, maybe not Caleb Williams a perfect example, but just short of him would go transfer somewhere and get paid a million. Yeah, your 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 high end quarterbacks. That's yeah. generally your that's so, the ballpark. In Drew Rosenhaus's world, that's nothing. He's not making any money on that. Like I saw a bunch of people like, oh, new revenue stream. Like, no, it's it's no. really not, they're not gonna put their time into that. They want Jeremiah Cooper so that when he goes pro and gets drafted, which he will, and signs his first NFL contract, that he can be a Rosenhaus client. That's what they're doing. Am I right? That's how yeah. I comprehend all this. Yes, and sure, and then the guy. Why? So then you might might ask, well, then why are Jeremiah and Jalen Knoll signing with him to begin with? Well, that, those guys have contacts that, quite frankly, the you know the We Will Collective with our deals with Iowa Pork and, and some of these other places don't. You know, so if you and if you're going to go to the NFL, you want that relationship already in place. It makes the transition so much easier. So you're dead on. You know, back in the day. In the, in the AAU basketball world, you'd have these agencies um, have shoe deals with AAU programs just for that same reason. Because you get in the door with these guys before they're even ready, so it makes that decision a lot easier. That whole Adidas scandal was all based on signing guys for their eventual pro prospects, not because of their in college. So, yes, it's, it's really a way for those guys at very little cost to have these relationships already with a high level uh, company like Rosenhaus and it makes sense for them. It makes sense for Rosenhaus. So that way, when they do become NFL players, it's less of a, a task to get up to speed and, and figure out all the mechanics of signing with an agency, working out and all those go. things. It's, you just go. So, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. And honestly, I, I've just to tell the fan base, 90%, it's uh, 90% of your top 100 basketball players in high school already have agents. So this isn't this isn't new. 
I mean, this has happened. I, half of Iowa State's basketball roster has an agent. Um, it's coming to football more and more, especially for those NFL type guys, because it makes sense. It makes, I mean, if you're going to be making millions of dollars, you want representation. Um, that might not yeah, be a college, but it's in the NFL. And in basketball, more of these guys go pro, even if it's in Europe. Like exactly. it's so, that's where it benefits these agencies. Like I can promise you, whoever represents Mom Chilovich right now is not he, making a ton commission on Milan right now. It's, you're banking on him being a first round pick, and then then you're his representative. Exactly, and he has an agent and yeah. for a good reason. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so the, yeah, I mean, it's it's Jelani Hamilton. Jelani Hamilton has an agent seat up. Like it's everybody has an agent. It, it makes sense. It makes sense to have an agent if when you're dealing with the type of money that could be on the table for these guys. Good stuff. Uh, last but certainly not least, I want to thank our friends at the Ivy College of Business. Well, you know all about our friends at the Ivy College of Business. I'm going uh, up there Dean today. Spalding. You're going to go see, see my, Dean Spalding? I'm going to see my guy, Dean Spalding. Say hello to him. Yeah. Oh, that's He's cool. Bad. Tell him I said hi. I will I will do that. Do, do me a favor and ask Dean Spalding, hey, uh, say Williams wanted me to ask you if you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately. <laughs> okay, I will do that. So everybody's top of a conversation. Dean Spalding and I have this long going thing where he's a Bitcoin uh, skeptic and I'm a I wouldn't even say I'm a believer, but I think it has a place in everybody's portfolio, and we always are going back and forth about that. It's, it's a great thing with the Ivy College of Business. Yeah, and Dean Spalding. <laughs> they're making time for even little guys like me. No, I had, so he, so he, yeah, so I, I worked for – people know the Ivy College of Business for seven years. Literally, maybe the favorite place I've ever worked. Great leadership, great – honestly, great culture in that college, and – the best way, the best way to increase your lot in life is to get an education, especially a business degree. Can't be You're telling me that you didn't have to put up with this type of shit transfer portal season when you were at College of Business? N- no, the, the most dramatic thing was uh, making sure Dean Spaulding had a ride to the airport. That was a little bit easier huh. to manage. Well, I'm sure you did that quite well. <laughs> I'm sure you did that quite well. Uh, I, we're not so we're we're remote in it. Gives us all sorts of problems. We are not going to guess the point spreads for this weekend because I can't play Benny Hill. And without Benny Hill, there's just, there's just no point. But we'll do that. We got bowl season coming up. Got the bowl games this year. I mean, you know, what do you what do you rate Kansas State at without Will Howard? What do you where do you power yeah. rate? You know, like it's it's wild, like Miami without Tyler Van Dyke and like you know, whatever. Point being, it's it's going to be wild, these bowl games. Uh, we do want to thank our friends at WebWise. They bring us guess the point spreads each and every week. Try WebWise.com. Uh, I'm just going to read you the interesting ones here, Bloom. We can do more on these championship games this week. But real quick on the bowl games. Yeah. I have no idea. Where we're going? Yeah. I don't know. We, I we say- are going we are planning to do a charter together if it makes sense. If it makes sense. The Liberty Bowl would not probably do it i don't know we'll see we'll Unless talk we do a bus Unless we, we do can a, add us yeah. if you would want to get on a bus i'm not riding a bus i'm not gonna ride a bus we did that last time where we offered it and we filled up a bus okay okay we maybe there's we'll... a lot of older people and stuff who, who would totally uh, jump here, like here's here's my thought just real quick i do not want to go to memphis and play memphis again i just no i, I just it sounds like that's who it might be i love memphis would you rather go to the Independence Bowl? I'd love to go to no. Shreveport. I think uh, it'd be great. I've always wanted to do that. Do you know what you do in Shreveport? Scamble, right? That's it. Yeah. 
What's oh? You'd be you'd be fine. Thing. You'd be fine. Others would not be. I'm gonna sit and play blackjack. Oh, that sounds awful. I, so I think the uh, the lowest I was, I Iowa State wouldn't drop there. I think the lowest Iowa State would get to would be Phoenix. See, I don't want that game. That game play Minnesota. Sucks. You could you'd play five and seven Minnesota in that game. I don't care about the opponent. I don't want to play the day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That sounds terrible. Well, no, on there's Sunday. no way I'm leaving my little girls on Christmas. There's no. I, chance. I would say that. Yeah, I think the Alamo Bowl is, is probably a stretch. I don't think it's going to happen. Unless um, Texas makes the playoff, which yeah, and it's you got a lot of things got to go your way. I do think Pop Tart Bowl is still potential in Orlando. But if I'm ranking them right now, C-Dub, I'm saying Liberty 1, Houston 2, Phoenix 3 in likelihood. I would say Liberty feels like the most likely. Agreed. God, and those those Liberty people are going to do anything to get Iowa State. Oh, yeah, but Houston might beat them to the punch. Houston gets to pick first. And that's on the 27th? Yes. All right. Uh, Iowa's a 23-and-a-half-point dog to Michigan. I would play Michigan there. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve comment. Oregon is a 9-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington. That seems like a lot, but they're, they're, they're a playoff team right now. I think if they seems win that like game. It's like a lot, but it's also like it's that number for a reason. Yeah, that's, that's a sucker bet. It is. That's one that everybody will just say, like, oh, you should probably just bet Washington and take the points for maybe smarter to go the other way. Same with this one. Oklahoma State, 15-point dog to Texas in the Big 12 game. Mm. I would take the points here. Because Gundy's got that running back. He can just... Yeah, they can try. He can say, I'm going to do nothing. But you can't run on Texas. You can't run on Texas. Hmm. I'm Georgia, I Alabama. Would, I like is, Texas uh, in that game, by the way. Five and a half, Georgia over Alabama. I'd probably play Bama. I'd take I the points. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be watching it. Tulane is a five and a half point favorite over SMU. Roll wave. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, the Seminoles of Florida State. What a tragic story with. Jordan Travis going down. This was a team that could have won a national title. I don't think they would have, but they, with that quarterback, they had a shot. They're only a two and a half point favorite over Louisville in the ACC championship. Hmm. Is there a game here you're looking forward to the most? Uh, well, Bama, Georgia. I thought you were going to say Iowa, Michigan. <laughs> For other reasons. I'm just goading you into. I am. What would happen if Michigan actually stole Iowa signs? Um, somebody made a joke about this the other day. Um, it, it was the 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 joke was punt. It, it was like <laughs> Harbaugh with these binoculars. It was hilarious, and <laughs> and it and it was Brian Ferentz with a chalkboard, and it just said the word punt. <laughs> Just isn't a bad idea. Did you see the punt guys? That was the highlight of uh, the punt guys in the Nebraska Iowa game. There was two guys in the yeah, stands that they kept I showing that just had the word punt. I hope they show up to uh, whatever wherever that game is. No, as somebody I was I was talking to a friend of mine, 
and it was, it was he's like hey you know what they're not saying about uh this iowa quarterback is is he's a system quarterback i was like oh yeah he's like the problem is the system's really shitty <laughs> I was like, okay <laughs> maybe chuckle all right get out of here yeah i'm going i'm, going, I'm hey wednesday or thursday we're gonna do the second we'll show we'll talk about it probably it, wait till thursday i think it makes more sense and i just want to thank thank everybody for your support of we will obviously like we talked about it is a critical time um we're very mindful of your support and appreciative and i do think we're gonna be okay but uh, the more the more the better at this point he is brent bloom my name is chris williams we appreciate our sponsor mechdyne Uh, Signing off from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Of course, we're always fueled by Cody Road here on Cyclone Fanatic.